Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Our first guest is a hard bastard, if I can use that word. As tough as they come, mate. Head like granite. John Hume, good evening. Welcome. That's a great intro, Mark. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Seven-time New Zealand mountain bike champion. He officially says that he only really deserves six. Cassie uh, Lukes, who uh, sort of came after John. Uh, tell us that story, mate, because you're very humble, aren't you, John? Oh, mate, I, um, that, that, seventh, that seventh time round getting a title was, was my probably my fittest year ever. And I uh, came in feeling fairly confident, and Kashi gave me a, a kick for touch in four out of four races, but uh, he left the country for Europe, and the last race was a, a must start, and he didn't start, so that gave me a silver trade title on uh, round seven. So can't really take it on the track, but um, on paper I'm seven, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John, I um, you, know, you were really, when you look back at it, the original pioneer when it comes to mountain biking in this country. It's only been an Olympic sport since 1996. You were very unlucky. You should have been selected for those Olympics in Atlanta. Uh, John, from your time in the sport to what you're seeing now, how much of an evolution? Oh, I think it's huge. Um, there's two parts to it. One is the, the human human body and, and scientific sports testing, um, and the other part is, uh, is the, the bikes that they ride, the equipment, the suspension, the, the wheel sizes have changed, the gear ratio has changed, suspension's got better, bikes are lighter, and the guys are more, more talented now, more skilled. You say they're more talented, John. Look, you know, look, you know me. I've been around a lot of really, really hard athletes over the years. Of you know, we were both there with Bevan and Hamish on training camps. Uh, we're very close to guys like Dr. Matthew Brett, Cameron Brown. But John, I mean, you've got a head like granite, mate. So, if you're sort of saying these guys are more talented, where's the talent coming from? Oh, I mean, back in our day, mate, it was you know. As you say, you don't hit the snooze button. You get up and you go and you train hard and you and you probably train too much back in those days. You think the more I do, the better I'm going to be. But it's more scientific now. You you don't have to be doing a thousand k's a week like we used to do. You do a little bit less, a bit more quality, and better coaching, better um, let's say scientific testing. We just had um, you know heart rates and we check your 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 ferritin levels, your vitamin C, your blood levels. Um, now nowadays it's a lot more involved so you can control the body a lot more uh you, you can come in and out of peaking a lot better and more more in tune with races that you need so yeah it's evolved and anyway. are there are there better pathways in place now oh absolutely you know the um olympic selection olympic uh training camps and new zealand training camps back in our day was was it hardly existed you know, you um, you did your own thing with your own coach and, and spent your own money and raced your own races to try and get selected for Olympics uh, or Com Games or World Champs, and then um, you're on your own. You had some support, don't get me wrong, but uh, you get a lot more support now. 
What is it about Anton Cooper and Sam Gaze? I mean, these guys aren't just good at a national level here. I mean, Anton Cooper, sixth at the Olympic Games. Sam Gaze, well, he's won the Commonwealth Games before, as has Anton Cooper. Physiologically, uh, what, what, what makes these guys so special? I think they've got the full package. Um, Sam Gaze, is, is, uh, he's got some pedigree behind him. Anton's uh, very, very driven, very um, skilled. He's short, lightweight, um, goes up hills really well. He's, he's very strong. And the, the best thing that you can be is fast off the start line. And both Anton and Sam are fast off the start line. And you've got to sort of redress and recoup, recharge, plan for the attack. Um, there's always going to be big hills and, and good descents and power, power play parts of the course where you've got to be strong on the flat as well as on the hills. So... Um, the lighter you are, the better you go up, the faster you go up hills, and you've got to have some strength on the flats, and, and these guys are the full package. Mm. Talk, talk us about the importance of the start, John. Why is it so important to get off to a start? I mean, it's a unique thing, and isn't often you see in road cycling, they'll sort of roll out, and it can be fairly aerobic, a lot of conversations, attack might go up the road. But in mountain biking, I mean, you are pretty much on the rivet from the start. Just take us through that. Yeah. Yeah, the term full gas, which you hear in European slang, is, is pretty much what it is. When the gun goes off, you've got like a start loop, then you go into into a climb normally, and then it rolls into single track. Now, you've, you've got strengths and weaknesses. Everyone's got their strengths and weaknesses. Now, if you're a good climber, you want to be up the front so you don't get held up by the, the gumbies. And the same applies when going down the hill. If you're a faster downhill, you want to get in front of those guys before you hit the downhill section. So... You're, when you've got 175 on the start line and you want to get into the top 20 before the, the single track starts or get in front of the, the guys who are going to hold you up, you've really got to go to the maximum limit just to get hmm. clear of the mess. And if you don't, you're in for, you're in for a long haul and a long day out. So, John you, you can se- John, you set your training up accordingly then. Do you do a lot of what we call VO2 max work, a lot of that high-intensity stuff from the gun? So I would imagine then that warm-up really important, which at this level I would have thought are fairly established protocols. Yeah, I mean, back in my day, I'd go for a, anything from a 45 to an hour, hour warm-up, and that might sound stupid because the races in our day were sort of two and a half hours long. 2.15 to 2.30 was a winning time. Uh, now they're about an hour 15 to an hour and a half, I think, or an hour and a half to hour 45. But you've got to warm up. You've got to get the, the body opened up. You've got to get the lungs opened up, the, the, the blood flowing, the muscles full. Um, and when the gun goes off, you, you, you're into it. So you, you can't start cold. Mm-hmm. You've talked about the ability to climb, obviously having the power on the flat. How technically good do you need to be? And just give us a definition of technical on a mountain bike. Uh, uh, close your eyes, hold on, and, and just get to the bottom, really. But no, it's um, technical. Is you, you've got to be able to handle um, roots. You've got to handle rocks. You've got to handle soft dirt. You've got to handle mud. You've got to handle tree roots. And you've also got to figure out line A, B, and C. There's not. There's always a race line, but there's always two or three lines. And so you've got to go and do a recce on the course and, and pick where the best lines are, where the fastest lines are, where the safest lines are, and have yourself um, not just a course, but three or four courses on a course. Yeah. So if, if you've got someone on the on the track that you want to be on, and you want to you want to have a, a, a second shoot or a second line that's inside the flagged area, of course, but 
you want to do a good recce and, and get it all dialed, but you've got to have good skills, mm. otherwise you, you're going to pick yourself mm. up every five minutes. In road cycling, track cycling, there is a thing called the drag coefficient, i.e. you can draft, you can save a lot of energy. Is there, is there any benefit in mountain biking? Uh, typically, is there an opportunity to draft? Is there benefit, or is it more of a distraction? Yeah. No, no, there's always, I mean, drafting is your friend, you know, and weight going downhill is your friend, you, you can get a roll on going on, but no, the only time you're going to get drafting and mountain biking is, is after the downhills and along the flats, the climbs, if you can't climb with a guy in front of you or beside you, then you're going to get dropped, so there's no such thing as drafting going uphill, but if you're getting a, a there's a lot of flat sections on the, on the mountain bike tracks when you're doing multiple laps and you're coming through the drink stations, you want to sit behind someone, have a drink on your bottle, get a little bit of a toe along, get a bit of a breather, get your legs back, your lungs back, and then hit it again. So there is drafting to be had, for sure. Ten minutes after seven, seven-time New Zealand mountain bike champion John Hume on the programme previewing tonight's men's mountain bike at the Commonwealth Games. Uh, ben Oliver representing New Zealand. We'll talk about Ben very shortly uh, here on the programme. Um, John, tactically, do, do you... Follow your own race plan, or do you just have to race your competitors? How strategic is it? Oh, I'm glad you said that, mate. There's, there's, there's plan A, B, and C. There's, there's always what you want to have unfold in a race, what's going to happen when, you run, when the gun goes off. There's good luck and there's bad luck. You've got you know tyres that will blow, your chains will break, you crash, you've got wet and dry courses. Um, yeah, so tactically, uh, you, you have a you have a game plan, and that is get out of the riffraff, get out of the you know, the baggy boys in the first kilometre, get a good start on the on the climb into the single track well, and then you sort of a have a redress, sort of sit sit in the line with the guys around you, pick and choose their weaks, their weaknesses and strengths, figure out who's on, who's not, figure out who's better at climbing up and who's better at descending and make sure you're with them on the on the way up or in front of them on the way down. So you, you have a little game plan as the race unfolds and then all comes down to how your legs and lungs end up towards the back half of the race. Um, keep your hydration going and your food intake going and, and then it comes down to uh, the last lap or two laps, sometimes the last climb, sometimes the last straight to the finish line as to how it's going to unfold but You've got more than one one race plan. Mm. You is, should have anyway. is it ultimately the athlete who's prepared to suffer the most that wins? Yeah, mate. It's always the top two inches. You know how it goes. You can train train like Tarzan and race like Jane all the time, but um, it's the top two inches that get you across the finish line first, um, or, or or as close to first as possible. Mm. Uh, look, uh, I mentioned we've got Sam Gaze, um, very much probably one of the real pre-race favourites, Ben Oliver. Are we likely, and can you, see any sort of team tactics being employed here? Oh, Sam Gaze, mate, he, he's out the gate. He's gone. He, he's um, um, nothing against Ben. I'm sure if there's some game plans to be had, Ben will help out where he can. Um, Sam is, is very quick off the start. He's When he's on, he's on. No one can beat him. Um, it's just he has good days and bad days, like we all do. Um, and if he can hold it together in the top two inches and be calm and, and be calculating and ride his own race, uh, yeah, the guy's the guy's gone. He's out the gate and he, he's going to be hard to beat. Yeah, got to be incredibly tough. So what chance then? Well, what's been Oliver? What should he be looking to get out of this? 
Oh, you never, you never say never. It, it's uh, mountain biking is a, a strange sport where you can just pick one out of the bag. Uh, big, big contenders can crash out. Uh, you know, break a break a bike, break a chain, flat tire, crash and burn, put themselves out with a broken wrist or whatever the case may be. It's never over till the fat lady sings. Um, you've got, you know, Dan McConnell, the Australian guy. He's going to be a tough one to, to, to crack as well. Tom uh, Pidcock, who's Olympic gold medalist, he'll be there. Uh, he's been racing Tour de France, so you know there, there's some big hitters in this in this competition and this race coming up. So um, yeah, it, it's going to be a hard one to pick, but um, Sam will definitely be in my pick of the top three. He'll be in there with the, with all if all goes to plan. Anyway. Yeah, when you look at Pidcock and you mentioned that stage winner in this year's Tour de France Olympic champion, um, clearly the course will depend to a degree on. Um, whether it suits certain athletes or not. But Pidcock, I mean, I guess there's that chance he'll bring that Tour de France form in and almost be unstoppable, or he could be slightly cooked. True that, yeah. Now, he's got some talent. He's got some good skills, um, technical skills. I've seen him racing, and I've seen him in the Tour de France this year, and he's and he's strong. Uh, he's lightweight, he's a little, little power-packed little unit. He'd be lucky to be 60 kilos dripping wet. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Sam Gaze is probably six foot two or three, he might be, uh, might, Sam might be around the 70 kg mark, so you're giving away a few pounds going uphill, which uh, if it's a short, steep, sort of a hilly course, then Tom will will flourish. Mm. If it's a power course, Sam, Sam will flourish. Mm-hmm. Hey, so, John, um, yeah, so, yeah. So, so John, just before we do let you go, mate, I want to take you back to 2003. I want to take you back to a long weekend of training called Tour de Long Dog. Uh, Cameron Brown, Hamish yeah, Carter. Uh, Bevan Doherty, Chris Pallone, yourself. Are uh, your memories of that? Oh, uh, yeah, very painful memories of that one. Yeah, it sort of was almost the yeah, pre- good memories, but painful. That was that was a bit of a precursor, wasn't it? Because both the boys went on and won gold, silver about seven months later at the Olympics. Yes, yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't wasn't much fun for me though. Yeah, no, Bevan Doherty ripping everybody's legs apart over the Kopu Hikawai. Oh yes, yeah. There was a big, it was a big stop at the at the dairy for a piece of hot fish and a pie and a coke, wasn't there? Athletes ahead of science, mate. Athletes ahead, of, athletes ahead of memory. Athletes ahead of science at the bottom of yeah, at the bottom of the kopu. Uh, what <laughs> are you doing? Uh, back in those days. Yeah, yeah. And John, what are you doing with yourself? Are you fit these days, mate? Oh, actually, yeah. I, I get on the mountain bike sort of once a week for shits and giggles rides. Um, enjoying it. I don't do much racing anymore. Um, I I got COVID last week, so I know how Anton's feeling. COVID really wiped me out for four days. After being fairly fit and active and, and getting COVID, you're either going to get a snivelly nose or, or you're going to go down hard. And I, I went down pretty hard. So mm. I don't see how athletes can bounce back a week later and try and be on form. It mm. just it's just it nails you. Mm. And have you had a standout moment so far at these Commonwealth Games? Any particular athlete that, oh, let's be honest, I think some medals carry more weight than others? Oh man, I think the uh, uh, the swimming and and Elise Andrews and Aaron Gate. I mean, the the Kiwis are batting above their weight, man. They really are. Mm. Um, we've got to be proud of them all. Mm. Well, John, hey, look, lovely to have you on the program. Really appreciate the insight into the sport of mountain biking. Uh, my pleasure. Nice chatting. There you go, the great John Hume, seven-time New Zealand mountain bike champion and really the pioneer when it comes to the sport in this country. Should have been selected. It was politics that cost him a place at the first year of Olympic Games when mountain bike was included back in 1996. They've had a lot to do with John, and I can tell you, mate, he's as tough as they come. He's a little bit different.